Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. Welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I'm Tamika Gordon. I'm speaking with Janelle McLean, founder of Easy Advertising Management. Janelle is also a serial entrepreneur who relishes any experience that challenges her to find a solution to a problem. Let's talk to her about her company and how she has grown as an entrepreneur. Good morning, Janelle, and thank you for joining us on Impacting Jamaica. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Tell us about easy advertising. Well, the easy advertising, what I always say is how you start out is not always how you end up. So a reason being easy advertising was not always easy advertising. Stemming from my background in business administration, where in, I can remember the date specifically, March 3rd, 2010. So it's like I was thrown in a space where I had no prior experience, no knowledge, which is to manage an office and the office being new, nothing in place. When I went in the office space, only thing was a computer, desk, no files, nothing to work on. And it was actually a school. So we are expecting to market get in terms of getting students, setting up infrastructure for lectures, and nothing was in place. So as a young, I was quite young at the time. I think that was my second job. The first job I had was in customer service. So can you can you manage, imagine it was a total different experience? So I went in and from that job, it basically stemmed a lot of growth where I had to learn from, from a pin to an anchor because of that, I was then referred to as the head cook and bottle washer in the company, meaning I do everything from top to bottom. So my position as admin grew into a manager. I spent five years there um, where I developed marketing material, branding, the overall company's image. So Dr. Today, from today's, uh, you should visit them today and ask, oh, wow, Jan, Jan is a person, speak to Jan. So we still maintain a relationship, however, based on my, my desire sense. for growth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I moved on to another institution where I find myself over the past years working in a lot of educational institutions. It may be its destiny, but who knows? So I found myself, I worked um, with another institution and the experience was quite different. It wasn't what I was used in terms of being a decision maker. So I felt quite uncomfortable. I even reached a point of asking back for my old job. And then, you know, pride get the best of me. I said, oh, no, I can't do that. So I left that. I just got up one day and I said, you know, I'm going to do this for myself. Hence, I started Easy Admin. 
and easy admin was basically an administrative outsourcing. So I was trying to rechannel the experience I had with that first company into something for myself because listen from get-go I was always of that entrepreneurial mindset my friend said boy John always selling something so I started out I sold clothes I sold handbags I sold phone cards everything so I had that entrepreneurial mindset so when I decided to to start easy admin it was it was a quite it was quite an easy flow but having that financial push to market the company was I was focusing a lot on social media but then that back then it was heavy Facebook marketing so I was using Facebook to push easy admin I got you know clients came but it, it, it could not pay the bills for me to step away from a nine to five hold on a second Janelle let, let us backtrack a bit before we get into how you launched you know that digital element of your company so we're we're seeing where you were thrown into a situation second job that you you're having and you had to be learning everything from the ground up yeah. and you're coming into an experience where you had no formal training in what it is that you were being asked to do but you were able to teach yourself the skills and because of that now you were able to channel those skills into starting your own company so tell me about some of the skills that you migrated with and how easy became out of that okay so just to add it so whilst i was working i was actually doing a degree in hospitality so mm -hmm. the the so you, you can you can see the 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 the, the, the trajectory mm -hmm. yeah the disconnect in being in administrative versus hospitality and entertainment so from that experience i gain terms of office management, people management, additional customer service, and that element of marketing. So it was a natural fit for me where I was able to, I was doing writing commercial script, managing social media, doing their graphics. So I was doing everything. So all of that experience developed. So, oh, you know, I can do this. So this is something that I'm good at. So, yeah. <laughs> So you use that skills, those skills rather, mm -hmm. to, to launch out on your own. Yeah, yeah. So tell so, me now about that first company that you started. All right, so easy admin. So everything that I was doing back at um, that company, I said, all right, let me filter it in doing it for myself. So I was offering bookkeeping, ap appointment scheduling, um data entry so I was trying to relive that experience through that company but then the realization came it was a presentation I did well the company was registered I did a presentation and it was a, a school assignment actually and the lecturer ripped it apart and said you're a startup how can you manage doing all of this what sort of resource what sort of team can you how are you going to manage bookkeeping? Are you managing HR? Are you managing admin by yourself? So based on that, I went back to the drawing board and I thought about it. What am I good at? I was good at marketing. I was good at social media and technology. So I said, you know what? Let me put the other things aside and focus on these key areas. So from then, I started to get social media clients. So I started to focus heavily on social media. 
then when I went into another job, funny thing, I I used to say, boy, I have a one-year mark, so I have a level of torment and discomfort as soon as I'm approaching one year and I start looking work. So it was a situation where I could not find comfort in being an employee, but I still couldn't leave that, that situation. So I had to, to revert to, as soon as I feel uncomfortable, I start to look job. My friends used to run as a boy, the interview gods are tired of you now. Every minute you're on an interview. So easy then now based on... Why do you think that was though? Why do you think you became tired or frustrated after just a year of being in any job? Because my mindset was always to work for myself and to have that to have that leverage to to make changes because my as I noted where my first the first company the my boss said to me I don't know if it's a blessing in her words or a curse what she said John I know the leverage that you get here to make or think freely and be creative you're not gonna get that in any other environment so that always live with me to say oh wow and that was always the situation where when I started to get uncomfortable, it was like, okay, I, I am this, I'm at a, at a situation where I'm not able to freely think and express my creativity and to make certain decisions where I see changes needed in a company and I cannot do anything about it. So in terms of just fitting in and going with the flow, that was not for me. Mm-hmm. So, so that was very uncomfortable and it tend to lead so I, I went into serious depression says so that recurring depression as soon as that one year I, I start to sit in the, I sit in the car before I go in the office I just felt like a drug going through the day so I just were did you able I, to to make that connection at all to say this is why I'm feeling this way yes I was when I decided to give up the nine to five and started to work for myself. So it wasn't a situation where when I started to work um, fully for easy, I was waking up any later. I still awake up a regular time coming to office with the same time as the staff. So um, a lot of people may say as entrepreneurs, you get that freedom, you know, you work at your own time, but I still maintain my time management and discipline. So it was always a situation that, all right, I'm in a setting where I cannot make, I see things happening and I cannot do anything about it. But you were able to make the connection while working at your other jobs, you were able to make the mental or emotional connection to say the yearning I have to start my own company is what's causing me to be frustrated where I currently am in my current yes. situation. Yes, because I had reached a point where I was working and I just got up one day and said, you know, I'm done. I'm done with this. Boy, within one month, I was back at another job because when I realized, oh, this this um, entrepreneur thing 
it not it can't pay the bills you know and as I thought all right let me invest all of my time so it was not the right time when I made that decision it was an emotional move I was just frustrated and just going with the flow there so I got up and I left the job and boy within a month I was back doing interviews and then back in another organization but the good thing that organization let me call this name Excelsior Community College where I was able to to fit in and express my creativity, um, working with the manager I had at that time where she gave me, she saw the type of personality that I have where it's creative and needed that flexibility. So I was given that opportunity. That to space. Work. Yes. Yeah, but let me ask you though, um, what do you think it was that kept you from stepping out? So you're you're uncomfortable in your current situation. You're do, you're working for other people, and as soon as you get to a year or so, you start being flustered and uncomfortable and and frustrated. But what do you think kept you going back instead of instead of just taking the plunge into starting your company? I was quite fearful. I was fearful of not being able to meet my responsibilities. So that was a major thing. I knew I, I had this, I have the skill set, I have the mental capability, but fear was holding me back where I could not take that step um, with that level of confidence. How did you I, overcome that? Um it just I think based on the amount of years I've been doing the business. I just said, you know what? It's either win or lose. Let me just give it a try. Mm -hmm. So you Let just decided to take the plunge and step out. I did that. And that was in the middle of the pandemic. I decided to step out. You might say, really? Interesting. But exactly. Because I realized what the pandemic did, it caused, it caused a level of fear as well for my job, the job that I, I was holding at that time, say, you know, because of this, but people are losing their jobs. Nobody is safe. So why, why they don't go I, now? Yeah, go now because it's the same fear that is holding me back from going in. Is all is 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 causing the same fear with the job that I have. So there wasn't any balance that I normally have. So that safe even was not there. But so you said, had an interesting experience during um the pandemic, an interesting development. Yeah. Tell us about that. All right. So during the pandemic, uh, I found myself, I was doing quite a lot of projects. So the business grew during the pandemic. And I realized that I needed a physical space because I was missing opportunities. And then the factor where I was accommodating because the business was operating virtually. Mm -hmm. I was accommodating clients at home. So I said, you know, this don't save because I do content shoots. The clients were dropping off products. So it was a bit um disconnected for me and uncomfortable. So one, I was driving on Constance Green Road. I said, boy, I need a space, you know, I need a space. But boy, these prices, I, I can't, it's not in the budget. And then I... I looked up and I saw a sign said office space for rent. I said, hold on. So I quickly snapped the, the number and I took a U-turn on, on the where the one way is and I went back um around. Then I stopped in front of the building and I called. They said, okay, the space is available. And I went and I said, you know, this is mine. I said, this was mine. 
So and you felt it was the right time now to step out. Exactly. I said, this is mine. I got the space and I did. So, oh, oh, I got the space. It wasn't what I envisioned for the brand in terms of aesthetics. In the middle of the pandemic, I started doing renovation. And then during the midst of that, I caught COVID. So I said, boy, this is not my home. I'm back, you know, I have one month to go into office and I'm going to into office. So that it was the fastest renovation that happened. But you see, when you have the right people around you, that mm. that that is key so i got the the space then came now i said all right i needed staff because i had to work at that time based on a contract so in a sense while other people were scaling down and shutting down you were launching a physical brick and mortar in the heights of the pandemic exactly especially didn't that scare you no it did not it did not i was so excited I was, I was like, okay, yes, this is it. I was not scared at all. I was so optimistic about the things that I could do because we now have our creative um, studio, which was the main reason why I needed a space mm -hmm. because all the other services could could have been, you know, offered online, but I wanted a difference in my company as opposed to my competitors where my clients can come in, they can get their videos, their part, everything started in one space. So at this time you were doing digital marketing, social media management, as well as the other admin elements. What was the creature that you had in terms of the business and the company? All right, so the web I was doing, so I, I dropped the admin, so I was doing website development, which was during the pandemic, that was our primary, that was our bread and butter website mm -hmm. development. So the social media, that, that's the constant flow where we can depend on our social media clients to say that that flow going there. But I needed that content creation element to push the business. You needed a space in order to be able to do those um, videos yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So from then, the business now has reached a place where staffing um, staffing was needed, went ahead, hired a bunch of staff. But then the reality hit me, like, okay, the move was too fast. Mm -hmm. So things started to slow down in terms of cash flow. So that scare came back where... I went, it was our last, it was 2020 to 20, 2021 to 2022. A lot of things started to shift and I was started to question my moves to say, did I move too fast? What, what am I doing? Do I need to go back to virtual space because maybe this is not working out? I have to, so the situation, you know, that those pain point, you now you're dealing with stuff. Um, you have to be letting go because not the right fit, not falling in line to what you what um in terms of the vision is, and yes, you know had um a greater overhead cost. Yes, greater overhead. No, and I reached a point where I started to inject my personal funds. When I reached the point where I saw I had to sell my investment um stocks to fund to cover staff salary i said what am i doing i need you know may i go back to nine to five that's what i said you know and my mentor she said 
weigh the odds of why did you do this? What can you do differently? And based on her guidance, I had, so I have two mentors, so their guidance basically helped me to say, all right, let me, let me position myself different because I was very low key. Um, so I was, you know, and I go out and get my clients, but in terms of pushing Janelle McLean as a face, I was not doing that. So I decided to say, okay, I think I need to change my direction, which can help the company, which is to speak more, share my experience where I'm not only an entrepreneur, I'm also a lecturer because I, I carry out um, digital marketing lectures for different institutions and also- Let's backtrack a bit, Janelle. You just said something that was very interesting. You said you had mentors, you had two mentors. How did you get to the place where you had mentors? Um, how did you seek assistance? Because you you are you are in this predicament now where you had to be offloading your own um, investments, your personal investments to, to pump into the business. And that must have been a very jittery time period for you. How did you go about seeking help to get you to, to stay afloat? All right, so- my mentors, my first mentor, uh, Mr. Franklin Magibon, I I got him through the DBJ Business Development Program. And it was a funny thing. It it's it was like an act of fate mm-hmm. because where I was working, that company where I worked for five years, he was actually my neighbor in that space. And when so he knew and was able to relate in terms of my background. So that relationship developed where he was guiding me. So, all right, this is what you need to can do. And this is also that that uh, emotional support was there. I call him, I cry on him. We, we talk through it. We go through and, you know, give suggestion how I can change things. And put, were you, know, you also I, part of any other organizations, um, yes. any any think tanks or any kind of entrepreneurship capacity building program? Yes. So my second mentor, um, Bianca Wheels, I got her through uh, the Branson Center. So whilst, just to roll back, when I decided to put Janelle forward, that was when I decided to enroll in quite a bit of incubator programs. So I did three incubator programs. I did a Branson Center and I also, so I did Branson Center and I also did RevUp and also I was, I'm a part of the Young Entrepreneurs Association. So based on those um, relationships, I was able to to push as well and leverage where I became a consultant as well for YEA. So I was making connections. So whilst I'm enduring, I'm still pushing. So I'm going through the, the pain points, but I had people guiding me. And Was there a lesson that you you came out of that element or, or, or phase of your business growth with? Yes. What was that lesson? resilience so not because you're going through tough times doesn't mean you're you're it's gonna continue it's always it's prepared that was my lesson for last year it's preparing you for greater things so the hardship that i went through it it taught me to do to make better decisions where money management is concerned the overall not leaving things um, that are critical to the company to 
the hands of others. So keeping on top of everything. So that was my my lesson learned. And and seeking help as well, because you you realized that you needed the support to grow and, and so you became a part of the incubator programs. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So seeking support, increasing your knowledge, because not because say I was seasoned in business, I still needed to learn from others how they overcome, what did they do differently, where staffing is concerned. I took a strategic decision to say, all right, let me work with persons who are looking to increase their skills. So I am now very in-depth with um, mentorship and also the heart program where I've tapped into their apprenticeship programs. So I offer persons who want to learn the skills and opportunity to come through my organization. I train them. They spend a couple of months with me learning the ins and outs. So I, I change a lot. I've changed a lot of things based on my experience. And that must have helped with your staffing needs as well to be using heart trainees. Yes. Yes. How, how did it help? All right. So it helped where not in a sense where it's hard trainees. So they have the apprenticeship program for, for university graduates. You know, graduates are always seeking experience mm -hmm. to, yeah, to combine with their qualification. So what I do is I will go through my recruiting process, you know, find good fit, and then I will approach. So what I did was initially approach hard, say, all right, I have these persons. I would like you to enroll them on your apprenticeship program so based on that so i i manage cash flow where that is concerned mm -hmm. what is it that excites you about entrepreneurship every no day is ever the same um especially my line of business and with my personality where i i get bored of doing repeating the same task that level of freedom to decide how my day will go that excites me and then seeing where i'm helping others to grow because not only do i offer service i have also developed relationships with um, clients where i'm helping them so they call on me for every single thing sometimes I say all right let me how can you sort this out and i'm always okay this is how we can position so that level where I'm meeting new people, that, that excites me. Mm -hmm. We're taking a break now to hear from our sponsors. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock my door. What do you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You know for all. 
fast. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsco.com for more info. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Janelle McLean of Easy Advertising Management about her journey as an entrepreneur. Janelle, we were talking about, you know, what excites you as an entrepreneur. Um, but how do you decide what kinds of business or what business ideas to take on? Because we've discussed you moving through different elements of your growth as an entrepreneur. So you, you sprang from one idea to another. But how do you decide which ones to put your energy and your time behind? All right. So with me as a overthinker and a creative mind, I've learned to manage that because every day a new idea would come to me so what I do is I do uh I write down my ideas and having the mentorship helps me where I'll go to my mentor and say this is a concept I have and I'll talk to people as well what do you think about this and I say okay based on the feedback and I look at what is happening in the space I analyze so I'm very analytical where I like to examine um, trends and so on. So based on those feedback, it helps me to say, all right, do a process of elimination. This will work. No, this is a waste of time. Too much energy needed. Based on do you have enough resources to, to get the best result from this idea? Mm -hmm. So tell yeah. me now about where easy advertising management is. Where are you now in terms of what it is you offer and what's next for you? All right. So currently, Easy, whilst we're still positioned as a digital marketing agency, the company now is positioning or I have positioned it to offer or developed our, our educational aspects where training and mentorship is concerned for brand development. So from that, last year, I actually launched a new platform that's easy to add access, which is a learning management system, because of course, having the background in education, it, it is automatic where I, I spend a lot of time educating. So the platform was developed based on my nature of wanting to provide additional digital skills and opportunity for persons that want to digitalize their offerings in terms of courses. Because we, as I've seen, that's, that's one of the ideas where I've seen a lot of um, skilled person, whether it's a nail tech, a lash technician, they're offering courses and for a lash technician or a nail tech to give up a day uh, in terms of leaving clients. So they're, they're leaving money on the table. So I said, mm -hmm. why not have a platform where they have that residual income, they have their course running and persons are subscribing by their course, so they have that flow still going. So that was the, the mindset behind developing easy ad access. So I have... I, the platform, I have not been pushing it enough in terms of marketing, focusing on, you know, that cleanup aspect based on my blunders. Um, so I have that now and I'm ready and rearing to get that going. So, while so, we... so let, let's see if we can, we can, um, so what it is that you allow persons who do courses, who want to make like tutorials. Yes. You help them to make the videos and then you post it on your website. Yes, we do. So okay. help them to develop from their course outline, structuring their courses, 
and having that review process, certification process. So we help them all and marketing as well. So it ties hand in hand with what we do. So whilst you may not have the time to market your course, you're dealing with a marketing agency that will leverage the different aspect of digital marketing marketing and PR to get your, your course out there. So if I want to teach people how to make hats, I make I come to you because you are you have the space for me to be able to make my video. So you make the video for me or with me and you edit it and you post it and you also collect the revenues because people I'm assuming would be paying to get my video or my tutorial on how yes. to make hats. Yes. So we collect the revenue, we pay you in terms of what we collect for your courses. So you'll see see money just coming into your account. You're not doing anything. So that one set up there and you're good. That passive income. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you involved in any other business ventures? Yes, I am. So recently I launched a new company, which is a service base where we offer from visa application services. It's called IC Connection as the name states, Connections. So it's connecting people with different entities where services um service, making it easy for persons to conduct businesses without leaving home. So we come, we get your documents, we process everything, we send them to the tax office, we send them to whichever government agency. And also we are positioning as well to register with the Ministry of Labour to become an overseas employment agency where we have established connections already with job and agent job um positions and other agencies overseas that want workers so we have already set those in place so as so that's IC connections I have also a honey company so that's a family business which is all honey um so my father does beekeeping so I decided you know what let me go into the branding and distribution of mm -hmm. the honey so I have that going and based on my skill set in hospitality it's something that i've never um, given up i have a catering company as well which is garmi escapades where events is concert even when i'm doing my own events with a workshop i get that ex i'm excited to prepare prepare my 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 platters and so my all my experience they actually they combine mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm still able to utilize everything over the years. I haven't dropped anything. <laughs> so you're all about monetizing your talents. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are some of the lessons that you had to learn? Or let me ask, what has been your steepest learning curve so far? All right. So my steepest learning curve basically is learning how to to manage where emotions are concerned. Um, so whilst, whilst I was going through all of the hardship from personal um, issues, um, financial, and where business is concerned, I still managed to, to maintain that, that persona where you could not tell that something was actually happening. I, when I tell people that last year, if I if I told you my experience, everything you would be at awe at okay, so you still maintain, you show up, you're still smiling, you're still you you're you're still doing what you're 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 supposed to do. How? 
you did not fall, so you did not decide to curl up in bed the entire day. You cry, I cry a few, then you know, you know, get up, put on my makeup and show up to the office and be good. You so had to I, learn to hold it together. Yeah, yeah. So when I say resilience, trust me, I am a true testament of that. Mm -hmm. What one of what's the greatest challenge that you think female entrepreneurs face in Jamaica? Or or otherwise? Ah, well, female entrepreneur, it's very hard getting through the door because uh, I realize the space is very, where in terms of um, key players, is very male-dominated. And we find ourselves um, having to be, it's like we're always locked in a space where it is harder for us to grow. Mm -hmm. So that is that is my mindset. So if I should go out and I am trying to seek maybe funding, um, I'll be at a less advantage where as opposed to a male that may, may be seen as, oh, this person is stronger because it's a male. Well, it's a female, you know, they tend to say female, maybe emotional, they have their, their family responsibilities and so on. So they always tend to bank on the success rate of a male. That's just my perception. Mm -hmm. That's what you've experienced so far. Yeah. yeah. How have you moved past that? You know, if you were faced with such a circumstance, how did you navigate that? Well, for me, um, I my nose are always fuel to developing and just going back to the drawing board to say all right why did I get a no and from that the second time I'm not gonna get a no mm -hmm. I am not when you when you go back to the drawing board you revamp and retool and you come back stronger exactly mm -hmm. and persons tend to say so I step in a room person say okay that's a pretty face um you know maybe nothing much but I realize that speaking, sharing your voice as well, not just be a wallflower, because I was heavy on that, just being very quiet in the space. Speak, let them know that you have a voice. And when you open your mouth, it actually makes sense. Very interesting. Thank you so much, Janal. Um, what's, what's the one parting word that you'd want to, you know, give to our young entrepreneurs or female entrepreneurs who are nervous in the space or doubting themselves right so when it is the right time you will definitely know and don't and i, I tell my mentees that listen don't be driven by emotions whilst we may thinking okay i feel this particular way no no use those emotions to develop what you develop your skills and when it is the right time to launch trust me you will know when it's right and nothing will stop you nothing at all and thank you go ahead additionally developing your skill set if it if it if it's doing some courses going back to school that that's okay do that because i i'm still actually going to school you know I'm actually doing a master's in data analytics, which I saw need and where business is going, that skill set to add. Yeah, to add to my business. So if it takes going back to school, go back, find ways to manage that, so do it. Continuous learning and growing from your experiences. 
even though you may get the nose, retool, revamp, come again. Definitely. Thank you so much, Janal. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and learning about your experiences and pulling from your experiences. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Tamika. It was a pleasure. This has been Impacting Jamaica. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Caramed and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.